0: Today we have with us Dr Barry Posner, renowned leadership coach, global thought leader and best-selling author. His award-winning book, The Leadership Challenge, has sold over 2.5 million copies in multiple languages. He has been named one of the top 50 leadership coaches in America and is considered one of the most influential HR thinkers in the world by HR magazine. Barry is joining Peter and I today to discuss leading in cynical times, which is actually the title of an article Barry wrote in 2005, and how it's especially applicable in our current situation. So over to you, Barry. Maybe you could tell us what is um, you know, currently what you're doing and a little bit more about a bit of your work with us.
1: <laughs> sure. Uh, well, first of all, Peter and Lily, nice to catch up with uh, the, the two of you and, uh, and, re- and reconnect. Um, you know, the, the ongoing work that Jim Kuzis and I have been doing continues to be on understanding leadership and helping to what we call liberate the leader within everyone. Our uh, most mm-hmm. our most current project is one um, we'll we'll finish up later later this year, published early next year. It will be a book. Generally, we call it leaders without titles, and it's a it's a it's a reaffirmation that leadership is everyone's business. And you know, in these uh, in these pandemic times, it's a reminder that mm. you know that every one of us makes a difference. And it's not about not about hierarchical relationships. It's about the way that you influence and make things happen.
2: I, I like the title, Leadership Without, Without Title. That is, you know, you know as, as you so rightly said, leadership is everyone business. And indeed, uh, since 2005, we are privileged to work with you and Jim on the Leadership Challenge uh, through uh, workshops uh, around this part of the world. And we are thankful to be, again, to be connected with you again, uh, Barry. Now I'll be referring to an article that you wrote some time back and, and uh, that the article was entitled "Leading in Cynical Times." And uh, of course today being COVID-19 all over the world. and my questions are questions for you to so tap your brain, your experience, your, your wisdom is that today we are in uncertain times and Barry, how exactly does cynicism manifest in our current situation and uh, how can the leaders beat these cynics? And lead the organizations out of cynicism.
1: Well, uh, here's here's a couple ways to think about that. First, first of all, you know, uh, we probably ought to right. start with the definition of cynicism. I mean, cynicism is a is a tendency to be to be close-minded and, and disillusioned, and it it differs critically from being right. being skeptical. Um, you know, a, a skeptical person is just kind of a person that has a tendency just to disbelieve mm, kind of what's mm. going on or what's happening or, or even disbelieve the other person. But, but the, the yeah. important difference is that skeptics are willing to be convinced if they can, if you can provide persuasive information. Uh, but the cynics are less inclined oh. to be influenced. Uh, they, um, th- they tend to believe that human conduct is, you know, motivated by self-interest and they, uh, they don't really believe very much in the integrity of other people. Uh, this gets com- compounded by the fact that they have, you know, high expectations of themselves and others. The expectations oftentimes are so unrealistic that they easily experience disappointment. Um, and then when they get disappointment, this just causes a downward cycle of frustration and defeat. And uh, you know, we we can't we can't do do anything. The world's out to get us and the like. Right. That's that's particularly a feeling for some people these days. In this notion that, you know, when a when a crisis uh, when, a, when a crisis happens, there's this sense that it's happening just to us personally, uh, yeah. as as opposed to it's it's happening to all of us and uh, and we're all in this together. And it's not it's not mm-hmm. to take it so mm-hmm. personally, but rather yeah. to to think about what is it that I can do that can make a difference. Um, the the challenge Peter and Lily that we have with cynics right. is is mm-hmm. that they're not very likely to uh, to trust their management. Um, they're not uh, they're not liable to express much loyalty or commitment to their organization. So we want to do all we can to to dissuade the cynics. We can live with skeptics. We uh, we need to do some things to make sure as leaders that we help people to uh, to deal to deal with their skepticism or deal with their what I what I might rather call is kind of the, the doubts today that we can really make a difference.
2: Great, just just want to add, to add on and to, to expound a little on that. What what might be some precursors that lead someone to become a a cynic? You know, I think I'm not sure if they are born with a natural tendency like that. Is it inherent? Uh, is it a personality threat, There is a preference, or what is there? Are there some precursors that lead them to become cynics? In any, in any case.
1: Yeah, let me answer the question in, in a more positive way, and that's and that would be and that would be a sense of saying, how do you keep yourself from being a cynic? Right. So if you don't do these yeah, things, if you don't right. do these things, it's easy to be easy to be a cynic. So so one of the things that helps to to keep yourself from being a, being a cynic, is uh, is what we call you know we we use the term for, you know to, to find your voice is to is to figure out uh, who you are and what's important to you. It's mm, to
0: mm.
1: explore the inner territory. It's to it's to know it's 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 to have a set of guiding principles so that when you're so that when you're lost or that when you're uncertain, you have a, a set of principles that acts as if it were a, a compass, a magnetic north that helps to mm. to guide you through the through the uncertainty and helps you figure out, well, I don't exactly know what's going on here, but I do know these mm. truths for me. If I operate on those truths, I can at least navigate through this this uncertainty. Um, you, you know, if, if we don't if we don't know ourselves, we're unlikely to follow. We're, we're unlikely to follow ourselves, and if we're unlikely to follow ourselves, nobody else is liable to do that as well. And people that don't have clear values, it's like a it's like a rudder on a on a on a, on a ship. You know without without a rudder on a ship then every wind every uh, as the wind blows you kind of go you go any which way um, and, and yeah. every sailor knows that with, that if you have a rudder and you have a, a clear idea about how to use those those values then mm. in shifting mm. winds you can still tack and get back on course mm. and not lose sight of the destination that you want to get to so that's that's the first thing I think to keep keep from being cynical mm. and to help people mm you know, who seem to be cynical, is to work with them on finding their voice. I think uh, a second thing that you need to do, and this is really what leadership is, is leadership is kind of putting your voice, putting your values into practice, into action. Uh, because what, what we see, we don't, we don't, we see your actions. We don't see your values. We infer what your values are from the way that you behave, and so the critical thing for leaders today is this issue of being credible, and and being credible, as you know, has to do with with a credo, having a set of beliefs. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all connected. Uh, so credibility is is what, somebody is credible when we can believe them, when we can believe that their words and their actions go together, uh, because that's what we do. We listen to what people say, and then we look at what what they do. And and again, in these particular times. It's you know part of the part of the the uncertainty that so many people feel is that when they look to their leaders, they see their leaders saying one thing and doing something else. They're mm. saying mm. you know they're saying well they're saying you know something as simple as you know you ought to wear a mask, but I don't think I look good in masks, so I'm not <laughs> going to do it.
2: Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned values, and you know that as humans uh, as individuals, we all have values, uh, uh, and for cynics to be to be avoiding the, the path to becoming a cynic is really to have values. But what what if what if that their leader's values are somewhat not in line with this the person's values, would 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 that person then still become a cynic? Or does it suggest that there has to be alignment of values before a person becomes non-cynic in any case?
1: Yeah, look, look, if I if I don't if I don't believe that if I don't believe in my leaders leaders slash managers, friends, when I don't believe, when I don't believe that the other person is very in touch with him or herself, you know, you know, kind of, kind of knows when, knows, knows when they, when they, when they've been out of touch with their behavior, you know, they, they they say, I'm, Mm. they, you know, look, it'll, it'll come down, credibility will become an issue of trust. You know, you say one thing, you do something else. You promise me, you make a promise, but you don't keep, you don't keep the commitment. And that's, that's, that's the fuel for, 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 for cynicism. I can't, I can't believe you. Uh, And and when, and when that happens, well, people just stop, you know, they, you know, uh, when they can, you know, they try to escape, they try to escape the relationship when they can, they try to exit the organization when they can. And when they can't, they just, you know, they just don't do all that they could do. Or, you know, in the in the words of the Gallup organization, they're just actively disengaged. Uh, They may still work. Mm. They they may still work here, but uh, they have nothing good to say about this place and uh, nothing good to say about the people who work in this in this place. And gosh, those are, uh, you know, those those are those are the rotten apples in the barrel that. can, can clearly pollute the, the whole uh, the whole environment thank you
0: uh, their voice to the situation and being credible what other um, important? Requirements uh, we should be very mindful of, especially in times like this, the current global situation uh, that it is a pandemic. Is globally everybody is affected? How could we help people to be less cynical about the situation? Yeah.
1: Well, remember, a large part of of, of this is is about trust, and so we asked the yeah I might ask the question. Um, you know, should I, should I trust, should I trust you? You know, and part of that question is, you know, can I, can I trust myself and can I trust somebody else? And what we're really looking for, we're we're looking for in in our relationships and in our leaders, we're looking for people who have the best interests of others, not of themselves, but of, but of others. In fact, that's what fuels cynicism. C- you know, cynics believe that, ah, that everybody's only out for themselves, that, uh, that if they right. do if they do if they do something nice, it's it's to manipulate you, not not to do something nice for its own yeah. sake, but rather you know to, to take advantage of you. So part of the issue for us is, okay. um, is in these in these particular days for leaders, it's this issue of of doing of doing more rather than less, and actually of of giving more rather than than taking. You know, we need to communicate more. Yeah, we right. need to trust more. Uh, we need to we need to uh, to have greater forgiveness. Mm-hmm, we need mm-hmm. look we, it, it, when so much work is being done. You know, uh, virtually, um, then then we need to, to trust people to do things to do things right. And mm-hmm. if they're not working, mm-hmm. to trust that they're going to be able to figure out that it's not working, in the, and they'll oh. make they'll make it work. Uh, we're going to come. We're, we are going to come out of all of this, and when we can, when we come out of all of this, the next normal, the next normal is going to be full of wonderful discoveries uh, of things that, that we didn't we didn't know we could do. Um, I mean, you, you know, this, this pandemic it is is the mother of all inventions. It's creating the opportunity for us to figure out how we can work differently how we can work more quickly, um, how we can, how we can trust one another, um, how, how, we, mm. how we actually need each other, uh, so that we don't take each, we don't take each other for granted. We, 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 we've under, we've under, we've come to understand that we really don't want to be socially distant. We want to be physically distant, but we, for goodness sakes, we don't want to be socially distant from one another. Yeah. We want to be connected to each other, uh, even at a time in which we not we may not be able to be, you know, in, in physical contact uh, with with one another. Um, so so I think one of the things that we need to do is 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 kind of de- develop the capacity in others. the The paradox, as you both know, this paradox is that leaders turn their followers into leaders, and this is clearly a time in which you're seeing in your in your neighborhoods and in your organizations on the front line. You're seeing lots of people exercise exercise leadership because they're having to deal with uncertainty and they can't run it up the flagpole. They can't run it up the hierarchy. they got to figure out here and now what to do and feel like their boss will support them if they're trying to do the right thing. And that, and that right thing comes down to making sure that we're all clear about what the values and standards are, not just for me individually, but in an organizational sense, uh, you know, as a team. You know what is it? What is it that we stand for? What's important to us? Um, what makes it? What what makes us proud?
0: Mm, wonderful. And also, I mean, um, as you are sharing, and you know that um, that there are a lot of discussion about you know economic sense and emotional uh, sensitivity right now. There is a, a even a concern uh, of existence. You know, uh, lives are lost and and and. Truly, it is so different from SARS. And is there a bright side, Barry? Is there a bright side leading in a time of cynicism right now?
1: Is there a bright side? Yeah, there there is. And I, you know, look, we we can't we can't quarantine kindness. And mm-hmm. and I know and I and I know that there's and I know that we're struggling individually and collectively with with trying to find some balance between, you know, life wow. and, and livelihood and yeah. uh, health and wealth. Um, and, these, and these and these can never be, these never can, can be trade-offs. We have to find a, we have to find a way to have uh, and not, or, you know, we're not going to choose between health or wealth. We're going to have to, we, we want, we want both of those and we have to figure out how we're going to do that. So, so I think that some of the, the, bright sides, as I say, are going to just be the experiments that are going on now. Because, see, here's the deal. We're we're living through history. And so it's hard to appreciate the history we're yeah. making while we're living through it. Uh, but give ourselves three or three years and we're going to look back and we're going to realize, gosh, all the, all the things that we were able to do that we simply didn't yeah. know that we were able to do uh, because, because nobody had ever... Nobody the situation had never asked us to do those things. So here's here's what I would say to, to, your, to your question most specifically. I think we need to stop assuming that the old ways are going to come back. Uh, resilience is not about bouncing back, it's really about bouncing forward. So, you know, so some of the things we know in, in the in the next normal period mm, is that there's mm-hmm. gonna be there's gonna be increased remote and digital virtual working together with one another um, you know in, in Silicon Valley here you know we just had you know Facebook and Twitter and another another and a number of other companies that just simply said uh, you you don't have to come back to the workplace we're gonna we're gonna start letting people you know permanently work you know work from their home or work more often from from their home and we're gonna have to figure out we're going to have to figure out, that's the point, we're going to have to figure out how to make those things work better. And so what we're going to do is over these next this next period mm-hmm. of time is we're going to accelerate what are the best practices around how do we collaborate, uh, what, what do we need to have flexibility, uh, inclusiveness I think is going to be greater because, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg said the other day, you know, as we're able to, to allow people to work remotely, then they can be working from more a greater variety of different places, and just the mm. places that they're going to be located are going to allow us to have a workforce that has a greater range of background and experiences and points of view than we could when everybody has to be here and in you know fifty thousand people need to be in Palo Alto. Um, I think I think we're seeing that that uh, we're speeding up. Uh, decision making, you know, we're, 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 flattening, we're, you know, the flattening of the curve We're flattening the curve when it comes to decision making, we're pushing it down to lower levels and increasing the, the rate of execution We're we're not requiring things to go from kind of a hierarchy or a silo, really working in a, in a network. Um, and, and I think finally, I would say we're, we're really need to move our thinking from as I said at the start, you know, from old, old ways aren't going to come back. We need to, to think less about how do we return to where we've been and rather how do we reimagine what we could be in the future? Um, I was struck the other day by, by a, a statistic that said that mo- most companies to, in their annual budgets, they take less than 2 or 3% and, and reallocate. Mm-hmm. Which means ninety seven to ninety eight percent of the budget every year is the same as it was pretty much the year before well, I think in the future we 're going to need to increase that four or five fold and that 's going to require that's that 's going to give us give us uh, collectively and individually more agility more opportunities for experimentation and more opportunities to to fall forward in fast learning um, and here's and here's, and here's how I I close off our conversation. I I think um, I think this is a time in which in which we just need to be nice to one another and show that we care. And and I've noticed that uh, that pe- people with, I've noticed in, in in my neighborhoods that people with masks on are are actually and I can't see them smile, but I but I can I can yeah. see that I can see I can I can experience them. As, as making a connection um, mm, mm, mm. and I think yeah. and I think this is a time in which we're going to just recognize that that the more the more we give uh, the, the more we get so uh, mm, so how, mm. can we, how can we how can we increase the giving because I promise you the more we give really the more we'll get back in return and I thank you for the opportunity to uh, to, to give to share some ideas, with the two of you and, and through you to share some ideas with a larger group of people and see where they take over. Very so
2: so well said you know I, I was thinking of summing up but you sum up so well and I guess in the interest of time I won't stretch longer but really we want to thank you for taking time um, really for sharing your wisdom your experience your foresight and all but if there's one line I just want to I just caught from your last three minutes of sharing is that we can quarantine kindness and i like to add that we can't quarantine leadership, right? And indeed, you know, you and Jim have been great uh, heroes and, and, and leadership giants and gurus, uh, making many lots of difference to people around the world. And this is a really great time when a world right now, living in a turmoil, living in crisis, we needed so much your advice. And there is hope, there is hope. And so long as that there's values, there's inclusiveness, there's ability to co- they want to collaborate with each other, and of course, uh, last but not the least is that the ability to connect with people. And that, that really is awesome. And one final one is about, it's not about uh, uh, bouncing back, it's bouncing forward. And that's truly awesome. Thank you. Thank you for all your wise words and wise advice. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Barry. My pleasure. Thanks, thanks to both of you. And I hope you and your families are safe and well.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Pace Podcast. As Barry says, the next normal is going to be full of wonderful discoveries of things we didn't know we could do. Let's work through these cynical times with kindness. Join us again next episode. And until then, stay safe.